G'day community and welcome to the Jock Reynolds Supercoach Podcast. My name is Lake Dog and I'm joined by Damo. How are you, you beautiful human being? I'm very well, thank you, Lake. Welcome to the day one trade slash free agency wrap. We're going to take a look at everything that happened today and how it's Supercoach relevant, just like we did last year. And we'll bring this to you every time something happens in this offseason. Damo. The lay of the land. Let's not talk about the free agency signings just yet. Let's address, let's just have a chat about what's going on. So there's a lot of players' names up in the air. You've got your boy, Hogan. We've got uh, Adam Saad's names floating around. Dunkley. We've got a lot of players floating around. Who is interesting to you so far and what do you want to talk about? I think the whole Geelong situation with all the players that they're wanting to bring in Um I don't see how they can bring in a Jeremy Cameron, a Sean Higgins, and we'll talk about Isaac Smith a bit later, and not have a, have a player fall out, whether that be a Jordan Clark or a Quinton Narkle or someone that we haven't even spoken about yet. I guess maybe they're just counting on retirements happening. Harry Taylor might be a retiree option. Uh, they've got Henderson still in that defensive lineup that maybe replaces him. Obviously, Ablett's going to not play again. Maybe they're just looking at retirements, but I suspect, I suspect you're right. I suspect that some players will drop out. And I think Quinton Narkle might be at the top of that list, but we haven't really heard anything official on that, have we? To be honest, I'm not sure what clubs, if any, are interested in him, but it'll be interesting to see where he ends up. Being a WA boy, he might end up being at the Dockers or the Eagles, but um, from all reports, he's not fussed where he goes. He just wants to play football. Yeah, and I, look, I think that I think that might happen. There was a lot of people talking about um, Brendan Parfit. Brandon? Brendan? Brandon Parfit potentially being traded, but apparently he's about to sign a two-year contract, so I think there will be someone who falls out. Um, Jesse Hogan, your man over in Fremantle. Where's he going? What's happening? And are you upset? I'm I'm not upset. I'm probably more in the camp of who are we getting back or what are we getting back? Because as soon as Jesse Hogan leaves, we've really only got Matthew Taberner and uh, Rory Lobb up in that forward line because we've delisted Cam McCarthy and Hugh Dixon, and then we've really only got Lloyd Meek in the wings as a tall to go down to that forward line if anything happens. So I hope they've got a plan for someone to bring in or someone to chase in the draft, whether that be a mature ager from a state league or someone that they've wanting, wanted to pick up as a delisted free agent, whoever that might be. But I just hope... They, they've mapped this out further than just getting rid of Hogan. I think, uh, I, I hope for your sake, that's true. I'm not sure what sort of tall forwards are around. Maybe they're just hoping to get some in the draft. I'm, I'm, I know there's a lot of tolls in this draft, Damo, but um, they, there seems to be plenty of tolls available this year, but not many that seem to be available outside of 
Melbourne, you know, I don't know, you guys aren't going to look at a guy like Ben Brown or uh, Two Meter Peter, Two Meter Poyter, or anyone like that, are you? I think the only player that really we would be looking at in that sort of mould would be Peter Wright. But even then, he's on a lot of money and hasn't really done a lot yet. I think the player that you should keep an eye on is Brody Majacek. He was supposed to be signing a two-year deal at Collingwood, but I think that's that's not happened yet. And I don't know if Collingwood uh, have told him to wait while they get rid of these Tom Phillips, um, Adam Trelaw, uh, Jaden Stevenson, Jaden Stevenson, but before they can sign him, or if the media reports around Brody Majacek signing was just to sort of bump the value up a bit of Brody Majacek for when they trade him. Look, let's talk about Collingwood. Let's assume that the stories are true about how they're managing the Trelaw situation, potentially forcing out Jaden Stevenson. Let's pretend that that's all as accurate as can be. They have completely stuffed this thing, Damo. You couldn't have handled this worse. And guess what? Pies fans, if you think you're getting anything decent for Adam Trelaw, you you should be paying a first to get rid of him based on the current setup. If you're going to dump his salary, and it's a hefty salary that you guys extended and back-ended and extended through to 2025, guess what? You should be paying assets to get rid of him, not expecting to receive any demo. I can't. I just can't believe that it must be all completely being reported wrong. I can't believe that this would be true and be handled so poorly. Yeah, I don't see how Adam Trelaw can play for Collingwood next season because they've told him that they don't want him. Why Why would you want to stay at a club that has told you that they don't want you? And Adam Trelaw may want to stay in Melbourne, but he's not going to stay at Collingwood Football Club. Well, let's, let's put a pin in the Adam Trelaw chat because we'll wait till we know where he's playing next year because he's pretty much wherever he's going to play, he's going to be a... Uh... A super coach relevant player. There's a couple more players on the move before we get into the action from today. And Orazio Fantasia, he wants to go to Port Adelaide. No surprises there. He wants to go to the uh, runners. The uh, what were they? They were the what do you call it when you win the uh, this regular season premiership? Ah, uh, the minor premiers. The minor premiers. Thank you. I was having a a stroke there. He, I don't think he's going to have any super coach relevance for us, Damo. No, and there's still question marks over whether he can play out a full season as well. And then the other one, which might have some Supercoach relevance, is Oleg Markov asking to be traded up to the Gold Coast where he could potentially be filling Pierce Hanley's role, which in the past has been a a pretty lucrative Supercoach point scoring role. I think he will be... I don't think he'll be cheap enough to take a punt on, to be completely honest. But obviously, we don't know what prices are going to be like thanks to the thanks to the season just gone. Because we could see some players starting with quite inflated price tags. Yeah, well, you know what? Let's let's move on. We'll talk about him afterwards. Let's talk players who are leaving their clubs for sure, players who have already locked in that that's going to be happening. The first one I want to talk about with you, Damo, is Isaac Smith moving over from the Hawks 
to the Cats, obviously part of a big rivalry between those two sides back in the day. He'll be 32 at the start of next year. He averaged 74 Supercoach points this year. Likely will be available as a midfield option, potentially a mid-forward. Um, Damo, what do you think of this move and, and does it spark any interest from a, a fantasy perspective? No interest from a fantasy perspective, um, but I think this move is bigger for Melbourne than it is for Hawthorne um, because obviously Melbourne need uh, that outside run. They're targeting that outside run and to miss out on Isaac Smith, who would have been a very good target for them, means they've got to look elsewhere. So do they look at a delisted free agent or do they go after someone like a Brett Bewley who's still without a contract at the Dockers or do they look at someone like a Jared Brander who is trying to lock down a place at the West Coast Eagles somewhere on in their best 22. He was trialled on the wing. He was drafted as key forward. He's got claims as a, as a key back. I don't know where he will eventually fit, but um, I know that Jared Brander is on the outer at the Eagles at the moment, even though they want to keep him. Let's keep it to Isaac Smith, though. I do think that Hawthorne will try and replace him somehow. I don't know uh, how they're going to do that. And I think that Melbourne will now sort of put their eggs in a lot of different baskets as well. Well, I think you actually raise a pretty good point there, is that the uh, void of significance, which we talk about in Supercoach, when there's a position of need to be filled, there now is a position of need to be filled, well, we know at Melbourne, and now at Hawthorne to an extent as well. So whoever the players are that are targeted and move into those roles are really interesting. Um, and we'll probably talk about that more as the off-season progresses. Isaac Smith, look, he's moving over to Geelong, likely to play that sort of Gary Ablett role. Uh, you look at a guy like Gary Ablett, who this year averaged he averaged 85 during the regular season. Um, Gary Rowan off the top of my head. I don't actually have his numbers, but I feel like it would be something similar. I'll look that up while we talk. But I, I think that's the sort of maximum we're going to expect from Isaac Smith. So... Last This season averaged 74, but ended up being injured. And then the previous three seasons, he averaged between 83 and 85. So I think that's his ceiling. In terms of regular super coach, no one's going to be looking at him. But in terms of draft and keeper leagues, I think he's going to give you some value as a point scorer. And you're going to be able to get him pretty late in the piece. Um, I don't think anyone's going to be jumping out of their skin to bring him in. So it's an interesting move and... Uh, it's 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 surprising to me, but you know the Cats are trying to really cash in and win next year, so they, they they're getting good players, and he is still a good player. Gary Rowan averaged seventy three this year, uh, so yes, super coach wise, probably not that relevant to us. Damo Rory Atkins also moved in free agency today, today up to the Gold Coast. Another player has decided to head up north, just averaged 50 Supercoach points from four games this season, couldn't get into the side, and I'm not sure if there was a bit of injury involved there as well, but I think it was pretty clear that he was always going to be moving. The previous four seasons, Damo, he's averaged between 75 and 79, so he's never been a prolific Supercoach scorer. How do we see him fitting into the Gold Coast team, and do you see any uh, Supercoach relevance to this move? 
to be honest, I feel like this move might not be purely for an on-field uh, contribution. I feel like his off-field um, claims are just as high or even higher than his on-field claims. So I feel like he this has been a move to strengthen the Gold Coast football department rather than their playing list. Even though he is a very capable player, I feel like this is not fantasy relevant, but also might not even be Sun's best 22 relevant either. Yeah, I think you're going to be looking at him. The only situation you're going to be looking at him is probably in AFL fantasy or fantasy type scoring game as a really late draft pick in a in a draft because he has averaged over 80 previously, but I don't think he's setting the world a lot. Interested to have a look, but yeah, don't don't expect him to uh, to do anything crazy. Sign through till 2025. That's uh, that's interesting. Wow. Joe Danaher, another player who's he well, the free agency papers have been lodged. Who knows what Essendon's going to do? You can't really trust them either way. But he's going up to Brisbane Lions. You can lock that away. He averaged 48 in his four games this year, 62 in his four games the year before, and 57 in his seven games before that. He's only had one year demo where he's averaged above 69 points, and that was 2017, which seems to be the year that everyone still thinks he's playing in. Damo, how cheap would he have to be for you to consider him? Um, free, 31st player or something? I don't know. <laughs> so let's say, and I haven't done the maths off the top of my head, but let's say he comes in at 200K. Are you still not interested in him? Yeah, no way. Okay, Damo's gone bang. I think, I mean, he'd have to be sub 200K for me. And and I think we're going to have a lot of elevated rookie prices this year. He's going to tempt a few, but I'm not getting burned by him. You saw him come in around 14 this year. He scored 103, but guess what? He, I don't think he scored that combined from his next three games, Damo. No, I don't, I don't see him as being anywhere close to fantasy relevant or super coach relevant next season. All right, so we can probably move on from Big Joey D. I'm sure we'll touch on him again when it gets confirmed. Aiden Core. I've seen some some murmurings about this man, Damo. He's going down to North Melbourne, 26-year-old. Has been a key taker of kick-ins previously at the GWS Giants. Highest supercoach average ever was actually this year, 71 from 15 games. Is he someone that is interesting to you in a... In a team that, let's be honest, doesn't have a lot of players in it right now. People are going to think I'm crazy because I actually think he might be an okay selection. Do we have any, do you have a rough idea of what his price will be? Average 71 this year, I suspect. What's that going to put you in the mid 300s to close to 400k range? So he'll he'll be a pretty much bang on 400k. So 400k moving clubs. Let's say he can fulfil a role as a as a designated kicker. Although they've got Luke McDonald and a few other players in that back line, why why is he enticing to you? I just feel like there's always a player that comes out and surprises us when it comes to acquisitions through trades that we would have never thought of. And I think that Aiden Core could be that player. 
It, look, he's one to watch. He's going to play, a, you'd think, a super coach friendly role. He's coming into his peak in his AFL career. And um, look, he's one to watch. I think in terms of draft leagues, if you can, you know, without seeing a, a, any preseason games, you, you'd use a late, a late, late, late pick on him if he was still available. Defense generally, you can get some bargains at the end there. So, you know, he'll, he'll be around that mark. But uh, very interesting. And, I've saved this man for last ammo because he's probably the most interesting from a super coach point of view, and that is Zachary Williams. Come on down to the Navy Blues. I don't know where to start with him. I'm excited. I'm very, very excited, Damo. I've been a big fan of this kid for most of his career, and I sort of he's always felt like a player that had find his way to the Blues. Uh, average 85 this year. Didn't have a great year, and obviously there are concerns over his health. What What do you think? Uh, oh, he's, he's super coach relevant very much, that's for sure. Uh, the contract size is the bit that worries me a little bit. I think maybe you got the Carlton have um, overpaid a little bit, but they did need someone of his caliber at the club. So I think they've paid appropriately to get the person that they need because he might not have come over if they didn't offer the amount that they reportedly did. Yeah, and so let's take a look at him. He's only played 11 games of the 17 in 2020 for an average of 85. Um, Missed a few games here and there, had a couple of injuries. In 2019, he averaged 102 Supercoach points, didn't play 2018, 2017, averaged 94, and 2016, averaged 88. So he's a guy who's shown he he can have a ceiling of above 100. If... He's defense eligible, which, you know, there's no reason he won't be. I think he's going to be pretty much a, close to a lock as a selection for regular super coach. And I only say that on the back of uh, Fantasy Freako tweeting out that since 2019, when he's played as a midfielder, these have been his scores. 98, 103, 70, 124, 96, 103, and 115. It's a small sample size demo, but... It, it shows that he, he's got a reasonably high ceiling. And if we put enough time into him in that midfield, I think he's going to be a good option. Yeah, he'll start next season at about a 463K as well. So he'll be that sweet spot price as well for a premium defender if he holds on to his defensive um, eligibility. Yeah, and just to uh, to clarify... He his best career average, as I mentioned, was 102 or 101.6. His average as a midfielder across his career has been 101.2. So if he is a if he is playing midfield, and I believe he is, um, yeah, I think he's an enticing option. The obvious one is the the risk to uh, the injury risk. But I think the other thing that uh, is is interesting about him, he comes in and we use him as a midfielder. There's still Adam Saad to come in and, and play in defense for the Blues. And he's going to be an option as well because we got Cade Simpson moving on. We've got Nick Newman, who's probably not going to play from the start of the season, but uh, we'll come back on that side. So there is going to be some points to gain, and uh, particularly for Zach Williams in the midfield. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. Um, I don't think the addition of Williams and Saad is quite enough to get the Blues into finals, which is worrying to me. But let's. 
not worry about that right now, Damo. Anything else to say on, on, on the main man, Williams? Does he affect someone like, does he affect Cripps positively or negatively or Sam Walsh positively or negatively? I think the player that he affects the most would probably be someone who isn't traditionally supercoach relevant, but Ed Kerno. Mm-hmm. Uh, in what way? Uh, well, obviously he what Zach Williams isn't big enough to be that big-bodied midfielder, but he does have that breakaway speed, and he's a really good. Uh, he's re- he's really good at grabbing the ball and running with it from the stoppages, and I feel like that's the role that you have wanted Ed Kerno to take, but he hasn't had that role. So I think Ed Kerno might move maybe to defence or to the forward line to give Zach Williams that space. Yeah, I actually agree with you on Ed Kerno. I'm not sure if they use him in the back line, potentially forward line. I, I do see him starting, moving into that starting interchange player uh, in 2021. I don't, I don't think he's got a, a starting role necessarily in the first 18 right at this point. But I think that's a good point. All right, Lek. Well, I think we've covered everything for today. Um, is this going to be a daily thing? Do you think? I think as long as action happens during the day, we'll do. I think last year we didn't do one every day, but we did one every time there was a trade or someone was signed. But there was obviously a few days where nothing happened. So I, I think I think that's it. I think that's fair. I don't think speculation. We've got enough of that listening to trade radio. Sounds good to me. All right. So thank you for inviting me on, Lek. It was good to talk. It's always a pleasure, Damo. You're a beautiful human being.